everybody, welcome to episode number six of GFMM. This episode is named Father's Day Edition. We have the guys on with us today. We have Kim's husband, Torian, yeah. and we have my husband, Christopher. How y'all doing? All right, so as always, I'm going to start us off with a prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for another day, Lord God. Thank you for allowing myself and Kim and our husbands to gather today, Jesus. Thank you for the men that we have in our lives, Lord God. Thank you for the fathers that our husbands are to our kids, Lord God. I ask that you to bless all the fathers out there, Jesus. Bless all the mothers. Bless anyone that's listening, Lord God. Thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so this is the Father's Day edition episode, of course, for Father's Day, because we have our husbands here. So, um, Chris, I want to start off with you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> nervous, I'm That's good. So, just going to ask you a few questions. Mm -hmm. um, how was your relationship with your father, and did you have any father figures in your life? Ooh. That's kind of a loaded question. I know. Yeah, so we that's can a, start with the first one. How was a, your relationship with your father? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a very loaded question. Well, I didn't have a relationship with my father, so to speak. Yeah. Like how a normal person would have a relationship with their father. Um, yeah. I didn't know my father. He didn't know me. Um, I have a lot of siblings. My father had a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. A lot. How and many? Over 20. Okay. Over 20. I met most of them at his funeral. Mm -hmm. 2017. I you, remember. Yeah, you yeah, went I there. Yeah, I met most of them there. But as, as I got older, I learned more about him. Mm -hmm. And so... As I got older, I learned that he had a relationship with some of them, the older ones, but the younger ones he kind of just avoided. Yeah. So some of my siblings had a relationship with him, and some of us didn't. Yeah. Like my brother, you know, Darian, the one you know. Yeah. He had a relationship with him. Yeah. And I didn't. But I didn't have none. He didn't even know my name. He didn't know my middle name. He wasn't at the hospital to name me. I haven't had a conversation with him. Yeah. I don't have a relationship with him. Yeah. So, but. You know, as you know, I took you down to Jackson when he was on his deathbed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had lung cancer and everything. And mm -hmm. I wanted a relationship with my father, but it kind of like that resentment that kept me from Pursuing out of spite. It. Yeah, out of spite, I didn't pursue it. But I wanted it, though. You know, I tried. I just couldn't do it. It was very silent in that room. Too. It was. It was silent. It was awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that your father was absent. Do you think, or did you have any father figures in your life at all? Yeah. Um, I think my two main father figures, when it comes to older men in my life, I'd say Uncle Mike mm -hmm. and my granddad. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, it was mostly my granddad. You know, we would spend every summer in Alabama down there in Mobile. Um, my grand, as far as like you know how my hobbies now like the hunting and fishing. Y'all was down there barefoot when y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. So yeah, my granddad, as far as like all his hobbies, when it comes to an older male, I adopted everything he liked to do: the okay. hunting, the fishing, yeah. the catching, the crawfish, all that. That's I got a film now. Yeah. My brother also played a big role as an older male in my life. Okay. But I'm not gonna call him a father figure. Okay. But you know, when around Kay got born and I got away from Fridays, you know, when I was working, Uncle Mike kind of 
took that mantle. He did. And taught me a lot of things as far as being a man. Yeah. Yeah. I started working on my landscaping, construction, and everything. And he became a father figure. And I wasn't even playing, you yeah. know. But mostly it was my granddad. Okay. And, yeah. Did they teach you, like, any lessons that you feel like you could have carried with you? Or what? why do you see them as those figures outside of? It was never, it was never uh, an intentional direct message. Mm-hmm. It was always teaching me a life message out of, everyday situation yeah you know like pay attention to detail or you know the tedious parts of working maybe construction mm-hmm. well, if you miss one thing you can cause a domino effect and snowball into a bigger problem yeah so make sure you handle everything right then and there so yeah. it don't create a bigger problem down the road yeah. that's what they taught me as older men okay yeah okay so Mm-hmm. With that, you know that you're a father now, of course, of two. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, Casey, <laughs> did you always want to be a father, or did you ever have a desire to be a father? Whew. Um, no. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I always wanted to be a father, but I did always have it in my mind that I was going to be the opposite of what my father was. Okay. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I always wonder, like, how, because I knew the story behind my father a little bit mm-hmm. growing up. I'm like, how can you, as a human being, know you have a child in the world and then just completely ignore it, yeah. you know? So I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I told myself, if I was to ever have any type of children in the world, I wouldn't do what my father did. And I got the opportunity. Yeah. So I'm not going to say I plan on being a father but i knew what i was going to do if i became a father yeah definitely yeah yeah and i did that and like and when i became a father i just it makes it so confusing like you know it's like your heart or walking around outside your body mm-hmm. like your livelihood mm-hmm. your mental peace or walking out if your child gets sick what's wrong with you? you you out of it yeah you scared you nervous you a wreck i don't get it you know, how can a person just neglect what they created, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's what it is for me, you know. I can't say I always plan to be a father, but I knew what I was going to do if I did become one. Okay. Yeah. So how is fatherhood for you now? Is it what you, what you expected? It saved my life. I'm not going to say it's what I expected, but it saved my life. Why do you say that? Well, it gave me a motivation. Mm-hmm. It gave me inspiration to be a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sit stagnant all you want to. It's sit in your comfort zone. Sit, say you 18 years old, you become a father. You know, or you 18 years old, you become an adult. You can stay 18 years old till you turn 25 mentally. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But when you have that child and you do what you're supposed to do, you grow as the years go on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 18 years old, well, you was, when you were, you were 18 or 19 20. when Kay was born, yeah, I was 19, 20. Yeah. I grew as Cave grew. I yeah. needed that. Yeah. As a person, yeah. as a human, not even just as a you know, as a, just as a young male, I needed that. Yeah. I needed that motivation. I needed that inspiration to be better as a person because I knew I had the responsibility. Somebody depended on me. Yeah. A whole human being depended on me. Yeah. I needed that. Yeah. So, I'm not gonna say I wanted or I I wanted it, you know, or I planned on it. But when it came, it bettered me as a person. I was scared. Yeah. But it I, it definitely worked out for the better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 
I just want to say that I definitely admire you as a father. I know over the years, just hearing (laughs) some of the pain, you know, that you dealt with as it pertains to your father and the fact that, you know, you want to be the exact opposite of that, you know, and the fact that you want to be to Cade what your dad wasn't for you. I just, I really admire that. It's scary, you know, because when you don't have that blueprint to go by, you know, you kind of like learn it for yourself. Yeah. So everything you 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 know how to be a good parent. You know, I have I have a mom. Yeah. She the best she could. But yeah. I don't care what you say. That single mama cannot be that father. Yeah. She can't teach you how to be a man. Yeah. She gonna teach you what she knows. And yeah. my woman, she doesn't know how to be a man. She's not a man. So. Yeah. You you have to. It's a it's a lot to learn. There's a lot of mistakes being involved with becoming a parent a good parent yeah. at least or a parent that puts effort in yeah it's a lot of mistakes and it took a long time yeah man. but you still showed up though you still tried i, I can say yeah. that i have my flaws i'm not perfect but i put a hundred percent effort in yeah i agree to whatever i went through i agree i tried i agree and yeah i love being a parent i love my children yeah and i love you I love you too. I'm proud of you. We're proud of you. And happy Father's Day. Thank you, man. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And now to you, Torian. Yo. Big dog. Yeah, yeah. How was your relationship with your father? Uh, Me and my dad, we had a really good relationship growing up. We were very close. Um, Wherever he went, I wanted to go. Um, My dad's nickname was Superfly, so... I was Lil Fly, or as y'all know me, Toe. And everywhere I went, I, I was with my daddy. Um, and at Old Oldsmobile, on the Cadillac, we had a Cadillac too. Uh, I'm always there beside him, everywhere he went. Mm-hmm. What would you say are the main lessons you've learned from your dad? Uh, he was always patient with me. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very patient. My dad was older, so he he was an old dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it, it it definitely had to be patience in showing me unconditional love. I mean, it didn't matter what I did. He always took his time with me, and he explained things to me. Told you got to do this. You got to do that. He was soft spoken. Um. Yeah. How would you say um, the way you were parented or how you were fathered influenced the way you father your kids? Um, I'm not as patient as he is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to front. Okay, you're pretty patient. Uh, <laughs> sometimes that fuse is very short. Yeah. Um, especially after a long day. They just coming at you full force, all three of them, plus the dog, just full force. Just like, wait a minute, just give me a second. But I, I do my best to be patient and always pouring into them and always being loving. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's all, they, both of my parents are all were like that, but most of my dad, he was always like that. Mm-hmm. He always spoke goodness into me, always told me I can do Anything that I set my mind to, and I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So he set a really good example for it. For sure, for sure, for sure. He had a he had a lot of kids. He he showed me not to do that. <laughs> Have a lot of kids. Hey. Yeah, them old Cajun <laughs> men. They was out there doing their thing. <laughs> Um, did you have any strong male figures outside of your dad growing up? Oh, for sure. My dad's best friend, um, Herb Menard, but I called him Uncle Herb. Mm -hmm. um, you never had the chance to meet uh, him, I don't think. Mm -hmm. He passed in 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, it broke my heart. Mm -hmm. um, because if it wasn't my dad, it was him. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> he had this little black Nissan truck. And it was a, it was a two seater, but it had a little folding seat behind that, and I would ride with them <laughs> all throughout Port Arthur, and just looking at them old fools just <laughs> pass a bottle of gin and talk trash, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and yeah, some some real good times. And, but uh, outside of my dad, Uncle Herb really had a strong influence on me. Um, he was the reason why I joined the Navy. Because mm -hmm. he was in the Navy. He was a machinist mate. Mm -hmm. And he told me, Toe gonna be a machinist mate or an electrician. <laughs> you told I was an electrician. electrician. <laughs> <laughs> I was an electrician. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those two guys, they meant the world to me. Um, I wish I still had both of them here now, you know. Yeah. Um, just so I can tell them I love them and thank you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And have you always wanted to be a dad? Yeah, uh, I didn't have a timeline. <laughs> just, <laughs> just whenever that thing happened, that thing just happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've always wanted kids. Um, I've always said no more than my parents. My parents had three. I want no more than three. Okay. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to be a parent. Yeah. Um, is the way you parent different, or just being a dad in general? Is it different from what you envision? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, my dad, he was, like I say, he was older. So I depended on, I, well, I was kind of independent. Mm -hmm. um, but I still had them there, you know. Um, I kind of did a few things on my own. But I'm a little more hands-on mm -hmm. than my dad was. When it came to homework and stuff like that, my dad kind of let my mom okay. help me with that. He wasn't doing any homework. He'll try, but <laughs> old Superfly wasn't doing none of that. <laughs> um, Has fatherhood been what you expected it to be now raising our three kids? Honestly, I didn't have any expectations because mm -hmm. with, with parenting, you don't know what you're getting into. It's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's no... No handbook is mm -hmm. trial and error. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't know what to expect. I just, I was nervous, of course, mm -hmm. um, because I'm caring for a little human yeah. um, other than myself. I'm like, okay, how do I tend to this baby? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I pour into this baby? How do I keep this baby safe? Mm -hmm. So seven years oldest is seven so mm -hmm. in those seven years I've kind of learned how to be a parent I'm still learning mm -hmm. but nothing is 
Nothing is the same. No day is the same. No. <laughs> no day is the same. You can try to approach the situation, the same situation with the same method, but you won't. Work. It will not work. Mm -hmm. It will, oh, it will not work. Mm -hmm. So you have to be creative. Um, yeah, you definitely got to learn as you go, but it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's definitely beautiful. Um, seeing my my three kiddos just grow and come into their own. Mm -hmm. It makes me proud, you yeah. know, definitely makes me proud. It, my chest already poking out, but <laughs> it, it definitely makes my chest poke out even more seeing them do their thing and growing to little humans. Yeah, yeah, and so being a dad now, looking back, mm -hmm. um, and I know your dad isn't here now, Yeah. But have your outlook on him changed any since becoming a dad? Or? No. Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah. Um, as you know, for some time, I kind of resented my dad. Mm -hmm. um, after I found out him and my mom had separated while I think it was the 2011 deployment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole situation with his stepchildren. Mm -hmm. and they kept him away. Um, so for some time I did resent my dad. My dad was sick and I didn't know. Um, but after he passed, you know, I, I had to sit with myself for a little bit and just really look at the situation and it went back to the feelings I had as a kid, mm -hmm. the unconditional love I had for my dad and I had to just tell him thank you, mm -hmm. you know. Thank you for always being there for me when I needed you. Thank you for always pouring into me. Thank you for just being who you were. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you for being Herman Madison, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, to this day, I still hurt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still hurt to this day. Um, because there's so many questions I want to ask him. and mm -hmm. You know, it's just... I just want to just call him, hey, daddy, how you doing today? Mm -hmm. Hey, daddy, did you see the game last night? Would you? How you think LeBron did last night? Mm -hmm. You know, cause my daddy loved LeBron, just like I love LeBron. He loved Mike, just like I love Mike. Um, he would hate that I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> That's but, you know, uh, Having a, a relationship with your father in general, that's a beautiful thing. It's like the other day, you know, Kay was telling me he want to be just like me. Mm -hmm. And I told him, no, nah, son, you got to be better than me. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. don't be like me. Be better than me. He sure. say, Daddy, you cool. I want to look like you. And I'm like, nah, just be better than me. <laughs> yeah. He don't see it yet, but he only six years old and he want to be just like me. See, that's yeah. even me. And I heard you say you had resentment towards your father in a short period, but I had resentment towards my father my whole life. Yeah. I hated that man. You know, he didn't he didn't put me and my family through so much. But like I told you, just me being his son, I was so willing to forgive him and just a bit of a relationship with him. You know, just to have just a just to have my father. Just say I talked to my father about something. Yeah. You know, I had to 
hear stories about my dad from other people. He's an Alabama fan. I'm an Alabama fan. He loved football. I love football. He loved fishing. I love fishing. But I've never talked to him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I had to close in the gaps for myself, and I just wanted—I just know—just seeing my son, he said he want to be just like me, and me knowing that I would give my father that forgiveness, even though he put me through all this. That's how important a father is to a young black man, yeah. a young yeah. black boy. Yeah, feel me? Yeah. And I—I—I I, I envy you, Torian, just for having good memories with your dad. You know, having something good to say about your father. Because the only memory I have of my father is him not even knowing my middle name. Mm-hmm. And that hurts, you know. And But at the same time, I know why I learned what not to be to Cade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Cade, I love my son. Yeah. And the fact that Cade said he want to be just like me. And I don't even want to be like me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> be like me? Like, you what? Well, is that what do you like? Yeah. That made me feel like a superhero, and I know I'm not no superhero. Yeah. You know, that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. man. Yeah. That's fatherhood. You know, like I said my dad had a lot of kids, a lot of them. And you would think that a man with a lot of kids would have a lot to teach you. Yeah. But he when he, he passed away in twenty seventeen. Yeah. And I don't think he taught anybody anything. Yeah. You know, that's just you you so just just to say, young black men out there, get help. For sure. Get help. If you going through something, if you're traumatized, you had a hard life or you you need to talk to somebody about the trauma mm-hmm. that you went through. And it will better the people around you that depend on you. Get help. Yeah. Talk to somebody because it's a lot of people depending on you when you put life in this world. Yeah. A lot of people. It's not just your kids. You know, it's the person you had them children with. It's their family members on the other side of the family. It's everybody who they share blood and DNA with. Get help. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. But yeah, um, like I said, Tony, I was just saying, man, yeah, I, it just, it's it's a beautiful thing hearing that a, a black man was there as a father. Yeah. You know, you always hear so many examples of them not being there, and I hate that yeah. in American yeah. media. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it, even though how they try to make it portray that, yeah. oh, black, it's, yeah. it happens. Yeah, black fathers exist. It, they exist, yeah. y'all. They exist. You, you, I was telling Kim, I think it was yesterday. Uh, I think it was yesterday when I was on my way from work while I was on lunch. And I said we have more black fathers black fathers in the home today than we had back in the day. Um because now black men we're we're holding each other accountable. Yes. You know, if you're not taking care of your kids, I can't I can't hang out with you, my boy. It's yeah. like I, I can't rock with you. Yeah. We we're not standing on the same principles. Mm-hmm. So I do want to commend the black fathers that are out there taking care of their business. Um, I know it gets hard. I know it gets tough. But you got it. If you need to talk to somebody, reach out to your homeboys. Reach out to your cousins, your uncles, whoever. We got to hold each other up. You're not in it alone. Because it does get hard. We can't keep holding stuff in, trying to be strong. When we try to be strong, that's when we break down. 
and then we start taking out our frustrations on our loved ones. Amen. You know, and that's what create those patterns of broken homes. So we don't want to, we don't want to do that. Kill the cycle. Yes, sir. We want to kill that cycle for sure. Destroy that cycle. For sure. Mm-hmm. Hold each other accountable. Yes, sir. Make sure you're there for each other, man. This, yeah. this family union is a real thing. That village yeah. is a yeah. real thing. Yeah. Like, um, I want y'all to know GFMMM podcast, Kaylin and Kimberly. <laughs> and y'all, <laughs> they, have a, they have a brother named Alonzo Bryant Jr. <laughs> and talking about home, somebody accountable. When I took Kaylin to prom, my senior year in high school, her older brother, he gave me a look. <laughs> How old was you, Kayla? Six, fifteen. Fifteen or sixteen. I was seventeen, going on eighteen. He gave me a look, and it wasn't uh, he was mad that I was taking the sister out the prom. It was more like when you take my sister out the prom, bring her back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't play. What time you got hung? <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. Y'all was mad, y'all. I I don't know, like 10 p.m., bro. I was so mad. I was so mad because mama said I could stay out late. (laughs) And I was like, come on, Chris, let's hang out. Like, to take her home. Your brother looked at me and said, nah, you leave at 7, you be back at (laughs) 9.59. And she got back at about 9.58. Even I wasn't playing. AJ, y'all brother, he do. He do do that whole accountability thing. He's a yeah. he's a good role model to look yeah. up to. I really look at him as a role model, as a black man. Like yeah. he got things together. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know I can't really shamefully I can't really say I can look at the men in my family and get a role model like I need to. But like I say, you gotta. It's all about your perspective. You know, you if you can't look at what you're supposed to do, you find what you're not supposed to do yeah. in the people around you. Yeah. And I did find that for some of the people in my family. But AJ definitely has been a good role model, like a blueprint to follow. Yeah. How he, you know, how he operates, mm-hmm. you know, his mindset when it comes to things, yeah. how he reacts to things as a man. Yeah. I try to follow that. And you too, Tori. Yeah. You know, you've taught me a lot of things too also. A I lot of things. It. You know, y'all, you AJ have been the best role models I could probably think of as a come black man and a father. And I really appreciate y'all, man. Yeah. For real. And Chris, if you thought the look you got from AJ was hard, <laughs> man, if you would have met me and Kaylin's dad. You know, I tell Kaylin, and Kaylin speaks on that a lot. You know, she has said, you know, AJ, being who AJ is, you know, she said, if my dad was around, <laughs> a lot of the things, man, yeah. And me being so young, I still felt that, you know, that presence, that authority, that influence yes. that my dad left Your, being so young. Y'all yeah. father have definitely left. His his influence sure. lasted as long. That's how powerful the man sure. was. Yeah. Sure. yeah. You know, I still find myself wanting to be up to standard, yeah. up yeah. to that expectation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even though he's not here, I still, if he was yeah. here, I would say he, I want him to approve of me. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you know, AJ carries that banner very well. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like your father said that's in the period, and that's how much of an influence he had when he was alive. Yeah. yeah. And I really appreciate your yeah. father. Yeah. yeah. You can just tell just by how y'all family down in Fort Valley. Definitely. Yeah, they, he's held in high regard. Very high. You know, just by looking at his pictures. Um, 
I could just see the respect that he had. Um, and the respect that he still has to this day. And he's he's not here in the physical. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a very respected man. Definitely. Yeah. about a man you never met. <laughs> That's how you know he has some type of influence. He's not popping in the tree. That, yes, sir. Yeah, I see you. That, that man has came into my dreams while I'm with his daughter. Yes, he bear, held in a very high regard. You got to think. Y'all, y'all realize. <laughs> how you scared of you feel? Scared of a man, but look, but you see his influence though. You, when you go for everybody listening, when you go into Kaylin and Kimberly's mother's house and you go up the stairs, you see all these medals and trophies and badges of, mer of merit and accolades. Their father expected greatness and they definitely lived up to that standard. Man, it's been you know, when your son. And I didn't even know this till recently. When he, when your son is one of the number one high school football players in the country, mm -hmm. in the country, and he goes to the University of Georgia mm -hmm. as a five-star recruit, yeah, man, you got all some type of power, man, yeah. for real. Uh, yeah. Definitely. His standards were definitely different. Yeah, you know, know. his mindset right. was: if you're gonna do something, you need to do your absolute best, and you mm -hmm. need to be the best at it. Or don't do it at all. Sure. Now, was that expectation realistic all the time? <laughs> no, but just that perspective and just that type of standard of like, if you're doing something, if it's not, if you're not putting your best foot forward, why are you even there? Why are you even showing up? Right. If you're gonna pursue something, if you're gonna do it, do it with your full potential. Give it your all. And I just remember him saying. I don't care if you to deliver if you pick up the trash. You need to be the best trash person <laughs> ever. He meant that on any level, anything yeah. you do, yeah. give it your absolute yeah. best. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yes. And y'all, it really showed in y'all. You know, you got three kids that really did some amazing things. Really amazing things. And I can only imagine if he was still here, you know. Yeah. Look at the, some of the stuff y'all done did. Just you and your siblings. Kimmy, we're in your office right now. You, you understand that? <laughs> we're in your office. You hear me? You feel me? I saw my wife do homework while in labor and get her degree. Well, that's amazing. You hear me? Do homework while in labor with my first son. Now, now that's... And your brother. Yeah. You know? So... And I believe he he passed away when you were quite young. I was. And you were quite young, Kimmy. Now, look at that. Yeah. His yeah. influence, that's powerful. Yeah. And me being young, you know, when my dad passed, like I said, I very vaguely remember things. You know, I remember, um, like, him putting me on his neck, knowing boogity, 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 and stuff like that. You know, the football game, like, stirring the pot and stuff like that. I remember stuff like that. I remember that. Um, and maybe one or two, you know, pensions or something like that. Not too many. Just one or two. Maybe one or two. But, um, yeah, you know, 
in my dad's absence, my siblings have definitely, I feel like, set me to that standard that definitely. he would have. Y'all have definitely held me accountable. And me too. Yeah, and been supportive along the way. In the spirit of Father's Day, I want to say thank you to your father because yeah. it, it's sure. easy for me to get in my comfort zone and stay stagnant. But mm -hmm. hearing stories about your father, it made me want to better myself just so I can feel like I was equally yoked to you. Mm -hmm. Just because who your father was. Yeah. And I appreciate that legacy he left behind. Yeah. And that influence he left behind. He was a great man. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yes. Um, I just commend both um, you, Torian, and you, Chris. Y'all are both very present fathers. Your love for your children is very present and apparent. You guys are there for every single thing, yeah, <laughs> you know. You, you're a loving parent. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask, though, as your wife Torian, you know, as you guys' spouses, what do you think is important for us to know, just from your perspective, being dads, being husbands, that you think you know, wives and just women in general may miss sometimes? What is it you guys would want us to know? What I think y'all miss sometimes. Nah, I'm not going to speak for every wife. I'm going to speak for my wife. My wife is a perfectionist. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> my wife lacks patience, but she gracefully does it. She's very eloquent in what she wants. She, She's very fair, and she just wants the best for her children so if it feels like it's perfectionism and she doesn't take any type of flaw she doesn't accept any type of anytime even if it's fair you got to realize she's one of the best for her kids it's all in good intentions but i want her to know that even in my mistakes and my flaws i'm putting 100 percent effort in genuine effort my intentions and my goals are the same as yours you know so if i fall short of what you may want or what you may expect, I apologize. I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to dust myself off and I'm going to try again to meet what you want me to do. I'm always putting 100% effort in because I love you and I love our children. Mm -hmm. That's what I want her to know. Okay. 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 I accept that. <laughs> Sorry. Repeat the question again. <laughs> As your wife, I don't know what it's like to be a man. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to be a husband, a dad. What is it that you would want just women or just as your wife, me as your wife, to know just from your perspective? Mm -hmm. That we may miss sometimes or you think we don't always see or understand? Mm -hmm. Um. I guess just do pay attention to the things that we are doing. Mm -hmm. um, Amen. Amen. No, it may not feel, well, backtrack. You may feel like we're not doing anything, but you got to pay attention to the small things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. yeah, My bad. brother. My brother. Amen. Um, because a lot of the small things do get overlooked mm -hmm. that can relieve stress i know being a mother is hard i'm i'm not in your shoes so i don't know exactly what it feels like but as a father we do feel that tension sometimes mm -hmm. um 
especially as, as a black man, when we leave the door, we're facing adversity. Mm-hmm. When we're at work, we're facing adversity. So a lot of times we are already tense. Mm-hmm. We don't want to feel like we're messed, messing up, mm-hmm. you know, by not meeting your expectations. We, mm-hmm. We're doing our best. Mm-hmm. Um, you show us a little grace, mm-hmm. a little patience with us. Um, well, we definitely are doing the best that we can. If it's not enough, let let us know. Because <laughs> sometimes I know I, me, I may I need things in black and white. Be vocal. I need it in black. I, Be vocal. Yes. Be vocal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I I need it in black and white. I need you to tell me exactly what you need. Because yes. I I will miss it. Um. <laughs> that boy, that boy needs shaking. That boy needs shaking. <laughs> but yeah, but but just see us. Mm-hmm. Just see us. Because um, a lot of times we do get overshadowed by the care of the kids, or mm-hmm. you know, kids are a lot. Well, yeah, just just see us too, and see the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Man, what he just said was beautiful. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. It was beautiful. It's just the small things. Like I told my wife not too long ago, like when you when you breathe life into me over the small things, that's what men crave the most. Because, you know, biologically, genetically, like scientifically, men and women think differently. Yeah. So what you may want and with your mindset, your perspective of things, I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. But when I do little things like that, I'm trying to see it your way. Even though I can't really grasp it, I'm trying to. So when you acknowledge that, mm-hmm. the small things, the very small things, like cleaning the toilet seat off. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. To see how you want to see, especially you, <laughs> Kayla, Kayla, and <laughs> James, especially you, because you are a perfectionist. I'm, no, I'm everybody listening, she is a perfectionist. She has OCD. Everything has to be perfect. That is not true. Okay, we're not going to go there. I, I'm just playing. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to say, yeah, I'm trying, you know. I really am trying. Me and you think differently. You know that. Yeah. We've been so a long time. We've been at this a long time. So when I do those small things and you breathe life into me, that feels really good. Okay. And I've even had her say, like, dang, I wish we could trade places. And, baby, no, you don't. <laughs> I know how hard women have it as mothers. Like, automatically, off rip, the children go to y'all. Mama, I get a, I got a cut. Mama, I want to do something. Mama, I want this. Mama, I want that. They automatically go to y'all. But when you a father and a real father, the responsibility that you mentally hold on your shoulders, that you expect from yourself, man, that it, it weighs more than anything. I got the world on my shoulders. My whole goal in life is to make you and our kids' life easier. And at the same time, me sacrificing is making my life way harder. Mm-hmm. My goal, I'm going to say that again. My goal is to make you 
and our children's life easier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? I want I want y'all to have the best life possible while waking up every morning and not having a hard day, not being stressed out, not pulling your hair out with crazy and anxiety. I want to do that so y'all don't have to. You understand? I do. Man, that's what I want y'all to understand. When you really, when you really care about your family as a man, I can't speak for the other brothers who don't. You don't care about that. Who don't do that? The suckers. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't respect you if you do do stuff. You don't care. You know. Suckers. You a sucker. Thank you, Tori. But yeah. Okay. You can. All right. All right. I see you. I understand. I accept that. I, I accept that. I see you. Okay. I see man. you. Okay. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. You're the greatest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question though. Go ahead. So I was on. You know, I'm always on TikTok. Go ahead. <laughs> and so it was like this video pretty much where, you know, dads pretty much bring home the bacon. Mm -hmm. You know, like they just, they're the sole providers of the family. Like mm -hmm. they, they're like, they take the heat from everything, you know, mm -hmm. as it pertains to the family. They just on the front line. Mm -hmm. So um, this guy was kind of, the way he put the video, you know, he highlighted that fact. But then he came home, you know, was, and was excited to see his kids. But the kids gravitated to the mama. Mm. So in our perspective, you know, we like, oh, why the kids, you know, got to come to us. But I never stopped to think, you know, dang, as the father, why don't they want to come to me? Like, has that ever made you feel or you, Tori, and like, dang, okay, I want y'all to come to me sometimes, of too. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, you, you, like, remember, Kaylin, when I was working at FedEx, and I worked them very long hours, mm -hmm. and I was always away. Mm -hmm. What did you see of me and Kay's relationship? You know, it was this thing. Yeah, he did. He, he didn't know me like he knew you. Yeah, that hurts us. Yeah, yeah, a lot. You know, it's a, of course it's a sacrifice and a compromise we have to make as men to go home, go out and bring the bacon home. Because if I'm home with you all the time, I'm, we we broke. We not making no money. Yeah. Even but when we out and I'm I'm getting them hours and I'm getting that paycheck. And I come home and my son don't want to come to me with his problems. That hurts even worse. Yeah. You know, he yeah. don't know me. So, I mean, yeah, it's good to go out and be able to provide for your family. But as a father, that's, as a, like I said, Torian, as a real father, yeah. as a, somebody who's trying to be a real yeah. father, that's one of the things that weighs on our mind, yeah. that compromise, that sacrifice in our head, like yeah. the angels and the devil on our shoulder, like, okay, we are getting 12, 13 hours a day, and we getting good bread to provide for our family. But on the other hand, my son don't even know who I am. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks, bro. Yeah. And when he does go to you for everything, and I'm home, say on my two days off, Saturday and Sunday, and I'm right in his face, mm -hmm. and he goes, he'd rather decide to go downstairs to you in the kitchen and say, Mommy, I need this. Mommy, I need that. And he left him right next to me. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. So that's another thing that I, I, as a father goes to, you know. Of yeah. course, that's just biologically, you know, children at that age. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say children under the age of 10. Mm -hmm. They mothers, they everything. Mm -hmm. You know, age of two, they getting off, you know, breastfeeding. Yeah. You know, they getting away from their mother, getting off, jumping off the porch. Like me and you, yeah. we got off the porch at the age of what, seven, eight, yeah. nine. Yeah. That's us, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But kids nowadays, they, they you know, they're a little bit under their mother a little bit longer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's different now. Yeah. 
And it's it, it don't feel good because the society nowadays and the economy nowadays, mm-hmm. people have to work way longer and way harder to make ends meet. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that affects that family unit. And I think that's intentional. I think that's mm-hmm. systematically put in put in place, especially with black folks. Mm-hmm. I think that's put in place for black folks to make it harder for us out family unit in general. Mm-hmm. To yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. What's y'all what about you, Toria? Uh, it do, it does, excuse me, it does weigh on me. Um, like right now, I'm currently working 12 hour shifts at a healthcare facility. I'm leaving that very soon, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I noticed a difference in Grayson's behavior when I was home early. And we were walking. And he, he looked at me, he said, Dad, I, I enjoy spending time with you. I said, yeah. yeah. I said, I like this, too. I said, I, you want me home earlier? He said, yeah. I said, I want to be home earlier, too. So I did what I had to do. Um, got another job coming. So I it'll allow me to be home in the mornings a little bit longer. I'll be home earlier. But now, where I'm at now, it's hard. Because there are times where I'm here, but they want to go to Kim. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, bro, I'm, I'm right here. Yeah. Yes. Jim, right here. Layla, I'm right here. Well, Layla, it don't matter. She just going to go to you. Or Lennox, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm right here, Lenny. Yeah. You know, I want them to need me for something. I want them to come to me. Uh, it does hurt. It makes you feel like you're a ghost. Yeah. Um, Man. Make it feel like you don't matter. Are you just this dude? Just Man. I just ask you for stuff and you go get it. <laughs> but we, I know I I want you to want me. I want you to need me. I'm your dad. You know, let me do this for you. You need some juice, I'll get you some juice. You need some water, I'll get you some water. Yes. Let me do that for you. Yes. Yes. Or just give me the so, opportunity yeah. to yeah, tell I'm you, so go get it yourself. <laughs> just right. give me the yeah, opportunity, so I'm, you know. I'm loving, I'm loving it. It's like, y'all yeah. didn't know, like, what you say, like, you you get, you get, I know you tell me you get overstimulated, overtouched when, you're, when our children come to you for everything. Mm-hmm. But as much as you hate it, we hate it too, just as much. Because when you have a family unit, and we're such an integral part of that family unit, and we're not being treated as such, it hurts. It doesn't feel good. Am I am I lying to you? Am I see when you're when you especially when you want that family unit just like you do. And our kids don't come to us for their necessities, and they're like, we don't exist because we always had damn work. Excuse me, my language. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got passion and emotion. I'm sorry. We always at work. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It hurts, man. Yeah. Like, we, it's because we have to be at work. You know, that's something we have to do. Yeah. As we there's there's no way around it. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no other there's way no to around. put the puzzle together. We have to go to work as men. We have to provide. Yeah. We have to provide security, yeah. stability. Yeah. Everything. It has to come with us being away from my kids, yeah. and me especially. I'm a truck driver, bro. Yeah. 
I got my CDL for a reason. I'm no matter what job I get, I'm always gonna be away from home, and that hurts more than anything. Like me taking this little break away from work that I just took. Me and my son has have had the best relationship we've had. I've had the most positive, happy part of my life I ever as an adult I've ever had. And that's about to end completely because I go back to work on Monday. You know, it's Saturday right now. But I'm going to lose that. I'm, I'm going back to work because I have to. I have to take care of y'all. Y'all need that. Y'all need insurance. Y'all need everything, Kayla. So I want to try to know that when you get overwhelmed and you get overstimulated, overtouched, and you just can't stand it, it affects us too because we want to share that load with you. But we can't, yeah. you know. Yeah. So us, us being gone, like what? What Bobby Womack say? You been? <laughs> when I'm there, I'm broke. If you think you're lonely now, you see. When I'm there, I'm broke. You feel me? We have to be away from home. This <laughs> boy. Hey, I had to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> so what's the antidote? You know, grace, I think, on both ends. We need yeah. to hit the lotto. Yeah. Yes. yes. We yes. got it. And, and being communicating, I feel like communicating, like yes. being able to say when I'm feeling overwhelmed, like like you come in the house, look. That helps. I ain't going to lie, I got an attitude. That helps. Yeah. Like I'm overstimulated. Being you know. vocal helps. Yeah. Especially when it comes to communication between men and women. Yeah. We can't read your facial expressions. Yeah. We know you got attitude, but we don't know why. Yeah. Just say it. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. You started doing that. That helped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say I really appreciate you both coming on. I really enjoy having you both on. Um, I wish you a very happy Father's Day. I love and appreciate you both. Happy Father's Day, fellas. Happy Father's Day. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. Thank y'all for having us on GFMU. Um, we're proud of y'all. We love Keep y'all. doing y'all thing. We love y'all. Thank you all for listening. I'm going to wrap us up with prayer. Okay. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for this day, Heavenly Father. Thank you for the opportunity for Tori and Chris to both join us today, Lord God, and to speak what's on their hearts, Lord God, what's on their minds. Lord, thank you, God. I ask that you bless them both, Lord God. Bless their hands, Lord God, their heart, their minds. Bless all fathers listening right now, Lord God. Continue to bless their efforts, Lord God. Thank you for being a great father, Lord God. Thank you for being our daddy, Lord God. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. We lift your name up. We praise you for all things, God. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.